Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Charles. Today we're going to rejoin the story of Aladdin and the Wonderful Lamp. And so far, well, Aladdin has discovered the lamp after having been led there by a magician. And he has finally won over, after some interesting choices, the princess, the sultan, and indeed the rest of the people. And we're going to catch up with Aladdin and see where his life is headed. And the magician is going to find him once more. This is Aladdin and the Wonderful Lamp, Part 4. Aladdin had won the hearts of the people by his gentle bearing. He was made captain of the Sultan's armies and won several battles for him, but remained modest and courteous as before, and thus lived in peace and content for several years. But, far away in Africa, the magician remembered Aladdin, and by his magic arts discovered that Aladdin, instead of perishing miserably in the cave, had escaped, and had married a princess, with whom he was living in great honor and wealth. He knew that the poor tailor's son could only have accomplished this by means of the lamp, and traveled day and night until he reached the capital of China bent on Aladdin's ruin. As he passed through the town, he heard people talking everywhere of a marvelous palace. Forgive my ignorance, he asked. What is this palace you speak of? Have you not heard of Prince Aladdin's palace? was the reply. The greatest wonder of the world. I will direct you if you have a mind to see it. The magician thanked him who spoke, and having seen the palace, he knew that it had been raised by the genie of the lamp and became half mad with rage. He determined to get hold of the lamp and again plunge Aladdin into the deepest poverty. Unluckily, Aladdin had gone a-hunting for eight days, which gave the magician plenty of time. He bought a dozen copper lamps, put them into a basket, and went to the palace, crying, New lamps for old, followed by a jeering crowd. The princess, sitting in the hall of four-and-twenty windows, sent a slave to find out what the noise was about, who came back laughing, so that the princess scolded her. Madam, replied the slave, who can help laughing to see an old fool offering to exchange fine new lamps for old ones? Another slave, hearing this, said, There is an old one on the cornice there which he can have. Now, this was the magic lamp which Aladdin had left there, as he could not take it out hunting with him. The princess, not knowing its value, laughingly bade the slave take it and make the exchange. She went and said to the magician, Give me a new lamp for this. He snatched it and bade the slave take her choice amid the jeers of the crowd. Little he cared, but left off crying his lamps, and went out of the city gates to a lonely place where he remained till nightfall, when he pulled out the lamp and rubbed it. The genie appeared, and at the magician's command carried him, together with the palace and the princess in it, to a lonely place in Africa. Next morning the sultan looked out of the window toward Aladdin's palace and rubbed his eyes, for it was gone. He sent for the vizier, and asked what had become of the palace. The vizier looked out, too, and was lost in astonishment. 
He again put it down to enchantment, and this time the sultan believed him and sent thirty men on horseback to fetch Aladdin in chains. They met him coming home, bound him, and forced him to go with them on foot. The people, however, who loved him followed, armed, to see that he came to no harm. He was carried before the sultan, who ordered the executioner to cut off his head. The executioner made Aladdin kneel down, bandaged his eyes, and raised his scimitar to strike. At that instant, the vizier, who saw that the crowd had forced their way into the courtyard and were scaling the walls to rescue Aladdin, called to the executioner to stay his hand. The people, indeed, looked so threatening that the sultan gave way and ordered Aladdin to be unbound and pardoned him in the sight of the crowd. Aladdin now begged to know what he had done. False wretch, said the sultan, come thither, and showed him from the window the place where his palace had stood. Aladdin was so amazed that he could not say a word. Where is my palace and my daughter? demanded the sultan. For the first I am not so deeply concerned, but my daughter I must have, and you must find her or lose your head. Aladdin begged for forty days in which to find her, promising if he failed to return and suffer death at the sultan's pleasure. His prayer was granted, and he went forth sadly from the sultan's presence. For three days he wandered about like a madman, asking everyone what had become of his palace, but they only laughed and pitied him. He came to the banks of a river and knelt down to say his prayers before throwing himself in. In doing so, he robbed the magic ring he still wore. The genie he had seen in the cave appeared and asked his will. Save my life, genie, said Aladdin. Bring my palace back. That is not in my power, said the genie. I am only the slave of the ring. You must ask him of the lamp. Even so, said Aladdin. But thou canst take me to the palace and set me down under my dear wife's window. He at once found himself in Africa, under the window of the princess, and fell asleep out of sheer weariness. He was awakened by the singing of the birds, and his heart was lighter. He saw plainly that all his misfortunes were owing to the loss of the lamp, and vainly wondered who had robbed him of it. And that is part four of Aladdin and the Wonderful Lamp. And, well, we know who robbed Aladdin of his magic lamp. And soon he too will find out. This is Dan Schultz for the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Folktale Project. You can find us on Auto Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeart Radio, Spotify, anywhere you like to listen. And you can always head over to folktaleproject.com where you'll find a new story waiting for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. As always, thank you so much for listening.